All right. What's up, y'all? West Rucker, Patrick Brown, Ryan Callahan, coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a Monday afternoon, bringing you a breaking news podcast. And we've had some really good breaking news podcasts recently, fellas, but this one is not good news, is it? Uh, no, it is not. It is uh, Bryce Thompson, Tennessee's best cornerback, uh, sophomore, one of the best players last season, um, was arrested over the weekend, charged with, I believe, misdemeanor domestic assault, and has been suspended indefinitely by Jeremy Pruitt, uh, that as of Monday morning. Yeah, and, and this is a deal where, you know, it, it's we, we keep talking about this, the, the guys you don't want to lose, and uh, this very clearly is one of those guys for Tennessee. But but as I look at this, fellas, I, I, I don't see any reason. I don't see any way they could do anything else. Uh, when you look at this re- police report, uh, I don't think you can say it's overcharged at this point because uh, those are serious things. And, and I think legally the, the proper channels have, have got the ball rolling on this. I think it might end up being less of a deal later on down the road. But when you say the things that he is alleged to have said on that report, I don't think Tennessee had any choice but to handle it this way for now. Yeah, it's a it's a tough spot for Tennessee to be in. And, and obviously, unfortunate deal for, for Bryce Thompson to have to, to now have his his season, you know, his, his status, at least for now, sort of up in the air. But uh, – you know, this is the kind of thing that this is a good example of how players these days, more so than ever before, have to be responsible for their words. You know, even even not in a situation like this, but obviously we'll find out the you know more of the facts as as time goes on and see see what plays out in the legal process. But I, yeah, I don't think Tennessee had much of a choice. I don't think it certainly rises to the level of a dismissal or anything, at least not right now, certainly. Um, but I you know certainly an indefinite suspension seemed like the right path to take for Tennessee and. You know, that could that could mean just a game that could mean a, a few games you know we'll see what that means and how quickly this plays out in the in the courts and all that but um, at, at least for now that seemed like the right right thing to do for Tennessee I think yeah and I think you know I'd be I'd be surprised if he is dismissed outright I would um, too at, at this point but I do think that it's pretty standard operating procedure at Tennessee specifically that uh, when a player gets in trouble you have to sort of suspend him and, and let the legal process, and if there's a university process, which I don't know if there will be in this case or not, you kind of have to let those things play out and then kind of go from there. And, and to sort this out really quickly, guys, we have two issues here. One is the fact that people might say, how was he charged with some sort of domestic assault when he didn't put his hands on the woman? And, and in Tennessee, the state law, if the woman feels threatened, if she feels like she's under direct threat of physical Imminent violence, is the word, yes. then, then at that point, the Tennessee state law is you make the charge and then you sort it out later. And legally, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to get into why you should or shouldn't do that. I understand it. Uh, I'll put it that way. But I, I don't know that you can say that's the right or wrong thing to do because the bottom line is it's the law. And I think if, that I think that law is there to kind of get in, in domestic situations to separate the two parties. That's correct. For Twelve hours or that's so. That's very correct. Which is the good part of it. So that that's issue one on this. The second issue to me, and I don't want to say the first issue is not a concern because it very much is a concern. Anyone who who threatens violence uh, against a woman, that's that's not okay. Really, you threaten violence against anyone, that's not okay. Uh, but against a woman, that 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 makes it even worse. And so that's one thing. But the second thing here, and this is, I think. I don't want to say the first thing is less important. I really don't. 
But I think the pressing issue here is when he said he got angry and said he would allegedly said he would shoot up the school. Now, if I understand this correctly, I think Thompson is saying disputing that he said that or that he said it that way. But ask people at Virginia Tech, ask people at campuses across this country, that kind of a threat has to be addressed. You have no choice if you're the University of Tennessee, not just the athletic department, not just the football program, the University of Tennessee has a responsibility and a very serious one at that to take a good long look at that. And I think that is probably the more immediate concern here. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, you, you can't just, um, and someone on our on our board, I can't remember who it was, used the word flippant. You can't be flippant about that. Not in, in, in this sort of day and age with, uh, unfortunately, the way things are with, you know, we have so many mass shootings in this country. That's all, you know, we're not getting into that here, but. No, but just stating but, it as a fact because, yeah, because mean, we have a ton when, of them in this when country. things, uh, you know, unfortunately they happen. And so uh, when they're happening like, like they are, a, a threat can't be like a, a threat like this that, Thompson allegedly may can't be ignored. Um, now there, there's multiple witnesses that say he heard it, heard him say that. Uh, those witnesses probably don't know the context of how he said it, um, and really the only people that know the context of of both threats are, are probably Bryce and his and his girlfriend. So that's that's what's sort of tricky. And he wasn't charged with any making that particular threat, which was interesting. I thought, um, yeah. And but I, I wonder, and I don't know this. I haven't I haven't read any sort of university student conduct code. But if there's a, I don't I don't know. If, if there's a side where they get involved with a, a threat of that sort of against the school, I, I don't know at this point. I would imagine legally they have to do that, but but that's or, or you know just to cover their bases if nothing else. Let's toss aside the fact that it's the right thing to do. I think also legally, ethically, it's the thing that that you probably should do also. So I think that is an issue. And when you hear about someone who, according to allegedly, according to the woman in this uh, in this matter, she has claimed that he has a violent temper, that he has punched walls during arguments before. And anytime anyone says that they're going to slap the bleep out of, out of a woman or that they're going to shoot up a school, if that someone has a track record, and, and again, we don't know this, but if this incident report is correct here and what this woman is saying is, is true, is correct, and he has had a bad temper before, uh, that, that's an alarm bell. And that's something the University of Tennessee has to look at, which is why... I think there was no choice here. Yeah, and, and I think that's true regardless of you know the, the the context with her. I think just the the statement on its own is enough that you in this day and age you just have to take it seriously. Just those words, you know, it, it was that's always a serious thing to have said. But you know, in the last fifteen twenty years, that's taken on a different meaning in this country, and, and obviously it's become much too frequent of a thing for those things to happen at schools. So yeah, you have to take it seriously um, legally. You know, the university is going to take it seriously, and I'm, I'm sure if there was any you know, any question at all that, that there might have been something behind those words, they're going to look into it or already have. Uh, and then from the athletic department side, they can't they can't rush to get a guy back out on the field while the legal process is still playing out and, and while, you know, they don't know all the facts maybe yet behind this. So there, there's a lot to take into account. And in the meantime, I think it's just easy and, and the smart the smart call on, on all fronts to just suspend him indefinitely. And, and maybe it doesn't turn out to be a very long thing. You know, we'll, we'll get into the football side of it uh, here in a minute, I'm sure. But, you know, for, from Tennessee's perspective, this may not be a long-term thing, but, but it's something I think they had to do because of all the things we just talked about. I, I do think something we should point out here is that Jeremy Pruitt's statement on Monday morning, it was brief, but the last sentence says, the safety of all students is our first priority here at Tennessee. And he referred back to that 
uh, when in, uh, during his press conference on Monday, he was asked, does he think Bryce Thompson, he was asked bluntly, does he think Bryce Thompson is a, is a threat to the students on, on Tennessee's campus? And so he, he referred to that. I do think that was a, a lot of times we, we get these statements, you know, we get these statements that uh, we're aware of it and we're looking into it. We kind of just kind of read over them and they're all the same. But I do think it's important here to, uh, to point that out, that he did bring up the priority of the students on campus in this situation. I, do, I think that's a sign that they're not ignoring that particular alleged threat that, that Thompson made during this incident in this argument. Yeah, and, and we will have a, a full podcast uh, episode Tuesday morning, probably first thing, and we will discuss what this means for the football side of things a lot more in that podcast, but we do need to mention it quickly in this breaking news update. And what this means simply is that uh, one of Tennessee's best defensive football players, if not Tennessee's best defensive football player, is temporarily at least temporarily, out of the equation. And so you, you probably know Alante Taylor is one of the starting cornerbacks for the season opener against Georgia State on Saturday. And the other one, my money would be on Warren Burrell, the, the freshman who's had a really nice offseason. He, he came into Tennessee's camp. We've talked about him a lot. You can refer back to some earlier podcasts where we've discussed this. Uh, but it looks like also Daniel Batuli, Tennessee's uh, other arguably best defensive football player, him, Probably you would say Thompson, Taylor, Batuli probably are the, are the top team's top three defensive players, and Batuli likely will not play against Georgia State while nursing a knee injury. So this is an opportunity for other people. It's not like Tennessee has Florida schedule where it's opening against Miami. This is against Georgia State. This is a, a game that you should win, but you're now going into this probably without two of your three best defensive football players. And really you're going into this game without – your best player at each level of your defense. If you want to throw him at good in there too, I mean, they're not going to have him all season and they've, you know, they've had three weeks or more to get used to not having him. But uh, yeah, I would say Thompson might be your most talented player in the secondary. You've got some other guys there that are good football players. Um, but it, it, the question for me is at cornerback is, is what are they going to do beyond Taylor? Because no, there's no Balaam Buchanan either. Uh, yeah. And he's out of the equation too. So what are they going to do beyond Taylor and beyond Burrell if, if something happens in the game uh, on Saturday? And, and, and Jeremy Pruitt sort of addressed that, Monday in his, his weekly press conference saying, you know, we've got a lot of guys who deserve to play and we're, we're going to play them all. You know, we'll, we'll see how much that means those guys might play. But, you know, he, he threw in guys like Kenneth George that we, that we haven't seen as much as we thought we maybe would during camp. Uh, you who know, he, also had an offseason incident, but that seems to be in the past now. Yeah, uh, and he mentioned, you know, he even threw in Kenny Solomon, the other freshman. But Jared Means got to mention he, he's now on the two deep officially uh, going into this game at least. Um, they, they did leave Thompson completely off the two deep, so anyone hoping that he might be cleared in time for this game, I don't think there's any any real hope of that right now it sounds like so uh regardless though yeah they they've got several guys they can throw in there um Schamberger is is probably going to be the the star it looks like to open open this game if I had to guess with maybe Burrell at corner would you say that's the most likely yeah and I think Schamberger is a guy that if they needed to to get their best five on the field they could slide to the outside corner Mm -hmm. spot maybe move uh Nigel Warrior down or or play somebody else at that star position because they worked a lot of guys there so uh, that could be another combination that they they go to. I, I would think Schamberger is probably their number three cornerback at this point. Yeah, and you look at this, and and now you're looking at a situation where, uh, at least thankfully, your Tennessee, you're not playing West Virginia in, to open this this season. Because if this if all of this happened going into last season uh, against that passing attack, that would have been tough. But yeah, yeah I, I don't think you know if Means or, or Solomon are, are in the mix. I, I don't. I, I think Tennessee likes both those guys. They like the speed that both those guys have, but they probably weren't banking on having to play them in the season opener, and they might be a couple of snaps away from having to do so. So, uh, but we'll have to just kind of see how it plays out on. On Saturday. Last thought here, guys. Uh, it's interesting how these wheels turn because 
we would have said going into the season that corner was one of the strongest areas on Tennessee's football team. Now, Balin Buchanan might not play this season, might take his redshirt year while dealing with a, a, a narrowing of the spinal column, which could end his career, uh, or it could be something that, that they get sorted out and he can play next season. Uh, and now you've got Bryce Thompson out of the equation for a while, uh, at least, and, and you're looking at a situation that's not at all what we thought it would be. But you still have Elante Taylor there. You still have Warren Burrell there. They like both of those guys a lot. Schamberger's a guy that the staff's always liked his talent. So there there are pieces there, but – not the situation we thought it was going to be at corner. Not 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 what we would have said probably six weeks ago. Yeah, it, it's not. And and the Buchanan injury, you know, Pruitt mentioned that on, on Monday about that that being something that maybe not a lot of people had talked about, but that it's going to affect them. And and there's no doubt now, especially if to to start the year without Bryce Thompson, it's going to be felt even more. So uh, it it is a blow. Um, I I do think they at least have some young, intriguing talent there, and and certainly Warren Burrell has looked like a guy who is going to play a lot regardless. Uh, Sean Schamberger, it sounds like, has been more dependable in the secondary than he was a year ago when at times it seemed like he was in Jeremy Pruitt's doghouse a little bit. So uh, they've at least got some options there that they feel they can trust on some level, but obviously it's not as ideal as having your full complement of guys uh, led by Bryce Thompson, who looked like one of their you know best playmakers on defense, really. And, and if you're talking about forcing turnovers, you know he, he looked like their best last year for, for most of the year. That's where it is right now, fellas. Uh, we will have much more on this. We will have a full podcast episode coming up for you on Tuesday morning where we'll talk a lot about this. We'll talk a lot about uh, the depth chart in general. We'll talk about Georgia State. We'll talk about uh, any updates that we heard over the weekend. Uh, obviously, this was the biggest one. Uh, and if anything happens on this topic that you need to know, we will have another breaking news podcast for you imminently if anything changes thanks for tuning in guys you can find all of us on social media you can go to govols247.com if you want to get the the full thing got a 30 percent off of an annual subscription there or you can go to facebook.com slash govols247 or twitter.com slash govols247